coming yet. Any second now. It's almost here. Prepare yourselves. You can't wait. Hi, you're listening to Brains On. A show featuring awesome kids and the stuff that makes kids awesome. So, do you know why some foods taste better to adults than they do to kids? And vice versa. Do you know what happens to food once you're done tasting it? Do you know how to make a spring roll? We'll cover all that right now. Keep listening. Today is why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, I'm Ian Roberts, and I'm in the sixth grade. Ian will be here sharing hosting duties with me, and we're going to start the show today in the kitchen. You want to wrap it up? I'm Kirsten, and I'm 12 years old. I'm Emily, and I'm six and a half. I love making these. So those are the Emerson sisters, and they were kind enough to invite us over to show us how to make spring rolls. We are taking spring roll wrappers and putting them into warm water for a couple seconds. And then, Emmy, do you want to add what you want? We put some um, cucumbers. Then we have some shrimp. Mint and cilantro. They said spring rolls are fun because you can put really anything in them. Vegetables, meat, herbs, and then you get to dip them in delicious sauces. We're folding it and wrapping it up. First you roll kind of like half of it, then fold in the sides, then fold in the rest of the way. These girls love to cook. What do you like to make, Emmy? I like to make my peanut butter breakfast. It's where you get granola and you put bananas and peanut butter and mix them all together. Really good. And that makes them pretty adventurous eaters, too. I like every, well, pretty much everything I try. But everybody likes chocolate cake. I like chocolate cake, too. And they told us that they use all their senses when they cook. Taste. Mouth. I use it a lot to make sure that I like it. We're going to get back to some of those senses, like taste and smell, in a second. But first, we're going to go to a different sense. We're going to listen. So, Ian, are you ready for the mystery sound? Okay. Hmm. We'll hear it it one more time. Do you have any guesses? It sounds sort of like an explosion of some sort. That's a pretty good guess. And so it has to do with cooking. Oh, I think maybe a kind of a stir-fry. Interesting. Interesting guess. So while you're puzzling over the mystery sound, we're going to find out all about tasting. Our friend Sandon Totten spoke with 7th grade science teacher John Iverson. Let's start with the first question. What is taste? Taste would be when your tongue hits upon a chemical. The chemical is then sent as a message to your brain, and your brain says, hmm, that's sweet, or that's sour. So how many tastes are there? Five that most scientists currently say we all have. So there are five tastes. 
We have salt, bitter, sweet, sour, and umami. Uh, what's that last one? That last one is a Japanese word that means savory or hearty. It's a, it's a flavor that most people in uh, the United States and Europe didn't recognize until just recently. So it's a new taste. Yeah, it's a new taste that we've always had all along. Umami. Okay. Um, so tell me again, tell me a little bit about how t- the tongue works. Uh, the tongue, uh, a muscle underneath, but there's a thin layer of skin that has many different cells that are taste receptors. Uh, we do have taste receptors all over the tongue, a little bit inside the mouth, and a little bit in the very first part of your throat as well. Can we see the taste receptors? Yes, you can see the taste buds. If you actually take a blue popsicle and you just put it right on your tongue for a number of minutes, get your tongue all blue, when you stick your tongue out, look in the mirror, you can see all these little white dots. Those are your taste buds. How many does the mouth have? Uh, it, it depends on, on the person. Some people would say we have anywhere from 3,000, and some people would say up to 10,000. 10,000 taste buds in my mouth? Well, that's nothing. Catfish have close to 15,000 themselves. And not only do they taste with their tongue, but they also have these barbels, these whiskers. That's why they're called catfish. Those are used to sense taste as well. So they have taste buds on their whiskers? Yes. Some fish actually taste with their fins and their parts of their scales as well. What are some other animals uh, that taste in different ways? Some butterflies taste with sensors on their feet. Ants uh, as well have parts of their jaw that have taste buds on them. There's also things like cockroaches will sense taste with their antenna. Some butterflies taste with sensors on their feet. How do you think it would be to taste with your feet? I think it would be pretty gross. You'd taste your socks every morning when you put them on. Yeah, that probably wouldn't be good. Yeah. So, is this, and did any of that surprise you in that interview or anything interesting to you? Yeah, I was interested by the catfish. It has more taste buds than we do. Yeah, I wonder, sometimes I wonder what we're missing when we're tasting. Yeah. But the guy was saying, too, that Actually, kids, and we'll get to this in a little bit, have more taste buds than adults do. And that's actually why you might not like all the same foods that your parents like. They taste stronger to you. So we'll hear even more about tasting in a little bit, and we'll get to do some tasting ourselves. But let's go back to that mystery sound. So your previous guesses were an explosion or a stir-fry. But this is actually Jessica Bartle's favorite cooking sound. She's a professional chef, and she has a clue for you. Well, it's a tall cylinder with... um a little threaded connector, and then the top of it is a nice convenient handle that'll hold on. Um, You can grab it, hold on to it. There's a knob that opens and closes the gas, and a little trigger. So, any more guesses after that? No, I think that made me a little more lost than before. So it's, it's 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 a tool that she uses for baking, but it's not necessarily something that you might think of right away. It's... You ready? Ready? We'll hear the sound one more time. Sure. Any last guesses? Maybe something using pressurized air? That sounds... Yes. It's a blowtorch. What? A blowtorch? I know. What, what would you imagine you would use that for in baking? Hmm. Maybe, like, trying to crack something open. I've We have a walnut tree in our backyard, and I was trying to, like, crack the nuts open. It was impossible. So what did you do? I eventually soaked them in water for, like, a day or two, then let them dry, 
so the shells were really brittle, and then I could crack it, crack it open and get the nut. That's very smart. Yeah, well, let's, let's hear from Jessica how she uses it with sure. her baking. Brulees and cakes and caramelizing and softening and melting and helping things stick and glue. So she uses it for, like, everything. Wow. So she, you know, like, when you see those little creme brulees, they're little, like, puddings with the top that's all mm-hmm. hard. So when you take sugar and you put an open flame on it, it gets kind of hard and crunchy like that. Wow, I'm blown away. And it's a blowtorch. High five. That was great. So, all right. So we're going to go back to Sandin and John Iverson. So if you want to taste along with them, like Ian and I are going to do, you will need to get your hands on a few different kinds of foods. Something salty. So that would be like chips or pretzels. Or maybe something sweet. And that would be like dried fruit or cookies or candy. Maybe something bitter, too. Yeah, that would be like spinach, parsley, stuff like that. Something sour. So lemon, lime. And last but not least, savory. So that could be beef jerky or mushrooms or even cheese. So let's get started with the tasting. Here we go. So John, how many tastes are there? Five tastes. And uh, let's talk about them. So let's start with sour. What do we got in front of us? We have a lime. And not only can I see it, which is another part of our taste sensations, is looking at different foods, but also I can smell it. I can already smell it. It is really, I can just anticipate that it's going to be sour just from the smell. And what happens when you can anticipate food? Your saliva starts to run out of your salivary glands in your mouth. In this case, I can already feel my cheeks tightening up, knowing that they're going to be doing that in a second. Okay, so we're going to talk about the taste sour. Let's do it. All right. So we're taking the lime here. Okay. We're just going to take a little bite. All right, let's do it. Ready? Okay. Mm. Woo! I can feel it already. What happened? Ah. The back muscles in my cheeks just start to tighten oh up so much. I like it. <laughs> like it? And my yeah. salivary glands start to pump out more and more saliva to make sure that my mouth doesn't have the sour taste in it anymore. So what have we got here? We have some spinach greens. And these taste what? These are bitter. Very bitter. And you get the sensation with bitter food sometimes that this isn't something that you should be eating. And it seems to most scientists reasonable that... Before we had labels that said, this is food, this is not food, that this was our body's way of saying, what you're eating isn't going to be good for you. Maybe that's why today kids don't like eating their vegetables. They're thinking, maybe this is poison. I'm sure I've heard kids say that before. I've heard my own kids say that, and believe me, as a parent, I'll tell you, you're not going to get away with it. You still should eat your greens. All right, let's eat some greens. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of spinach, mm-hmm. are you? I'm not either. Should we do it anyway? Sure. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Bottoms up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right in the back of my mouth, I get the taste. On the tip of my tongue, I don't really taste yeah. the spinach very much at all. I have to say dandelions are worse. Have you ever eaten a dandelion? No. What do they taste like? It's just like bitter beyond belief. It's like coffee without the taste of coffee. It's just mm. essence of bitter. Ish. Let's move on to everybody's favorite, sweet. So you know what these are? Dried pineapple. And this tastes very sweet. Well, let's just jump right into it. Who are you, where are you tasting it? The very middle mm. of my tongue. I like this taste a lot. Yeah, me What too. happens when we eat sweet things? You feel happy. You feel happy. Your tongue just, I would say, just erupts in this great joyous, ah, I have sugar, I have things that I want in my mouth. I notice that you ate much more of the pineapple than the spinach. Well, you know, we all have our favorites. So what's your favorite sweet, usually? Hmm. My favorite sweet thing. Well, being a kid, I'd have to say candy. Now that Halloween was just over, you know, sweet craving. 
Yeah. Did you eat all your Halloween candy already? Oh, no. How long I usually, that? like, ration it, and it lasts me till January. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is, do you eat certain ones first? Yeah, I usually like the tart things. I eat them first. And I slowly work down to, like, the chocolate-covered raisins that some crazy parent hands out. So you're not a fan of those? No. But you eat them anyway? Yeah. Sweets are something that most children prefer, and as you get older, your sense of desire or wanting for sweet foods becomes less and less. As you get older, your tastes change. Why is that? Why do they change? As you grow older, uh, your body continually replaces cells, skin cells that die, uh, also taste buds or taste cells that die. And some scientists believe that you don't replace as many as you get older. So you're not so concerned about the bitterness of foods. That's why more adults handle coffee than children. And also perhaps some of the sweet taste buds don't get replaced. And that would make sense that the adults don't crave the sweets as much as children do. So kids and adults might actually have different tongues. That's why we like to eat different foods. Well, let's move on to salty. We crave salt at times. Why is that? Our body loses salt every time we go out for a run and we sweat. So our sweat is salty because it's full of salt? Yeah, for our bodies to do all the things we want it to do, to think, to jump, to sleep, we need salt in our cells. Let's try getting some salt back in our cells. I got some chips here. I can smell it, and I already know it's going to be salty. So you're a salty guy. So oh, yeah. I wonder if you like salt more, because maybe you're like active, because like he was saying, you kind of lose a lot of salt yeah. when, you, when you exercise. I do actually jog. That's a hobby. So there you go. Maybe that's why you crave salt. Mm-hmm. What's the connection between saltiness and thirstiness? Salt actually removes moisture from things. Salt dries things out so much that we want to replace the water in our mouth. We can't always do it with the saliva we have, and that's why we get thirsty. Now let's go on to the last taste here, umame, or savory. Oh, looks like you brought some beef jerky for us for the savory taste. Yeah, let's try it out. Oh, very chewy. <laughs> Buck up. While we're chewing, we'll hear what they say about it. Sure. I can know that this is nourishing, that it's something my body really does need. Why does your body need beef jerky? doesn't necessarily need beef jerky, but the the meat itself, the protein, this is the building block of a lot of our body. Our muscles in particular need the protein to keep doing what they're doing and to grow and grow bigger and stronger. So if our bodies were a Lego machine, the beef has proteins, which are like the little Lego pieces we use to build a bigger and better machine. That'd be correct, yeah. Brains on! (laughs) Brains on. Tasting. So, next, the Brains On players are here to tell us what happens to all this food once it's eaten. Microphones, headphones, action. When you eat something, your body digests it. Digestion is how your body turns food like salads, sandwiches, and smoothies into vitamins, minerals, and proteins to help you grow. The first step in digestion is eating. So time to eat. Uh Uh-oh, here I go. This sandwich is awesome! Hey, ouch! Ow! Ow! Who are you? What's going on? Me? I'm a mouse! And you are a delicious sandwich! So I'm chewing you up! Ow! Oof! Hey! Why's it gotta be so hard when you chew and I'm all wet? Ha! I see you are new to being eaten. Chewing is the first step in digestion. I use my teeth to mash you up into... little bits. Then I mix you up with saliva to make you soft. Hey, watch it. And when I've made you all nice and mushy, 
I can pass you off to the next stage of digestion by simply swallowing. Step two of the digestion process, swallowing. Swallowing is when the food you chewed goes down your throat. Oh, I'm falling! Don't cry, little sandwich man. I've got you in my muscular grip. Who are you? I am the esophagus. I am a muscular tube in your throat. And I'm going to carry you from the mouth to the stomach. Where's that wind coming from? That's the windpipe. But you don't want to go down there. You'll choke the body. And the body will cough you out. But don't worry, little sandwich man. The epiglottis will cover the windpipe whole. So you will be safe on your way. Hey, yo, let me just cover that up. And you're good to go. Thank you, epiglottis. Okay, sandwich man, you ready to go down to the stomach? I guess so. I mean... Have a nice swim. Ha ha ha. Step three in digestion, the stomach. The stomach is a sac inside your belly where food gets broken down into a messy liquid. It's all wet and warm in here. Well, hello. Welcome to the stomach, baby. Relax, kick back, and enjoy the soothing vibes of my gastric hot tube. Oh, the water tingles. Oh, yeah. That's because it's acid, baby. Stomach acid. And it's going to gently break you down into even smaller pieces. So just enjoy the ride. Ah, I feel like I'm melting. It's nice, right? These acids are pretty powerful. And by swishing you around, I'm going to make you all loosey-goosey. Well, it's time you be moving along, little fellow. Next stop for you, the small intestine. Stay groovy. You too, stomach. Step four, the small intestine. At this point, your sandwich has turned into a soup-like goo. In the small intestine, your body picks the vitamins and minerals it needs from that goo. Huh, it's dark in here. Ow! Hey, ouch! Hey, sorry. I'm just picking you dry. Ouch! Ouch! What? (laughs) Yeah, I'm the small intestine, which is a funny name for me because I'm 22 feet long. I'm a tube coiled up inside the body, and my job is to pick all your nutrients and vitamins. Oh, and look at all this protein you've got. You were once a chicken sandwich, weren't you? Yeah, I was a chicken sandwich. What are you doing with all my vitamins and proteins and stuff? Oh, it goes all over the place. To the muscles, to the brain, to the whole body, actually. We're going to build a better body using these parts from you. You're taking my everything. There'll be nothing left. Oh, don't worry. There will be something left. And actually, it's time you head off to the next step of digestion. My big brother, the large intestine. Step five, the large intestine. This is the body's last chance to soak up what it needs from food. Hey. Um, hey? I'm the large intestine. I'm also a long tube. Okay, so what happens here? Uh, You're kind of a liquid mess at this point. I'm just going to absorb some of that water. And this might be kind of awkward. Awkward? Hey, whoa! You're taking all the water away. I'm drying out. Yeah, the body needs your liquids. Come on now. I'm going to leave you in the colon. That's the last part of the body you'll see. Step six, getting rid of waste. Some parts of the food you eat, the body doesn't need, so it gets rid of it. The colon? You're just going to leave me here? In the colon? Just like that? Not for long. Just wait. Door's about to open. Bombs away. Bombs away? What? Wait? What's that smell? Hold on. It's me. I'm a poo. 
And that, my dear friends, is how digestion works. So all this food is making me hungry. Should we wrap this up? Thanks for listening to Brains On. This episode was produced with help from Ian Roberts, Chris Roberts, Mark Sanchez, Jackie Fuller, Sandin Totten, Anna Weggle, Jeff Holich, Derek Stevens, Becky Emerson, Greg Keenan, Sam Keenan. Thanks, Ian. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I had fun. Awesome. <laughs>